Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks to our friends at U-Stadium for supporting this podcast. Download U-Stadium and talk to all kinds of sports fans, win great prizes, and take part in amazing events. You can also subscribe to the U-Stadium YouTube page for exclusive shows like Time Out with U-Stadium, The Sports Desk, Play Like a Jet, and many more. That's ustadium.com. It's time to BS. Did you know that Rob Van Dam's wife is a porn star? I don't know that. <laughs> How about this? <laughs> and what's her name? <laughs> A U Stadium podcast. Wait, what? Did I work? <laughs> Wait, what? Repeat that to me? Did you just ruin bacon egg and cheese? No, for me? I did not. I did not. Repeat the sandwich you told me. Me, please. Have you actually ever ate this? Yes, I did. It's really good. Yes, I did. It's really good. That's disgusting. It's not. It's really good, actually. It's time to BS. Help! The beard is gone! And Zach is here. Granted, I'm like four hours of sleep. Great job. Great job bringing me in. <laughs> Glad to be on the show. I couldn't yes, help I it, bro. You look you look exhausted. <laughs> well, I am like you are right. I am I'm running on four hours of sleep. That is uh that is completely correct. Um, but I am I am making it through, you know. Uh it is the sacrifice I was willing to make to get down and enjoy a uh, a fun weekend of spring football. The first person to ever be convicted of speeding was going eight miles per hour in 1896 over in the United Kingdom. Hmm. Really? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Fun fact of the day. Oh, there's more. Please share. I would love to hear these. Studies have shown, and believe it or not, the moon can get moonquakes. Can moonquakes? Yeah, it was like earthquakes, but moonquakes. Really? They get apparently the moon has tectonic plates. Okay. I was like, "What?" Didn't know that. About that. Okay, then that's uh also didn't know. <laughs> keep I mean, you've gotten more and you want to do that, keep them coming. In the year 2014, two people matched on Tinder in the continent of Antarctica. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's that's good. Two scientists apparently were were swiping through Tinder and they matched each other. All it took was a simple helicopter ride to get there. <laughs> it was meant to be. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. cold hearts. <laughs> <laughs> it was meant to be. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 130, Jesus, 139? Wow, oh, 139 of this, 139 of Time to BS. Zach Kyleman of the Great, uh, Belly Up Sports Gridiron Gallery is here with us, making his glorious return to the program. Oh, I have no beard, we're running a very little sleep, both of us, 
both of us. Both of us. Me, I've, 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 I got five hours, so I can't really good, say good shit. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> One hour more than Zach. Accomplishment. <laughs> Make me feel more tired. <laughs> Here's the bright side. I have coffee. Great! I have a synthetic. I have more synthetic caffeine here. Synthetic Mountain Dew. I don't know. It's it's sugar free. Even though people will be like, "That's still bad for you." I'm like, whatever. Who the hell cares? (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell cares at this point? It's fine. fine. I need. I need. I need to get through through this with you in a good way. That's hey, there you go. Not a bad slide at all. No, it's all good. Um, in honor of Easter. How many saints can you name over the last 30 plus years? Saints? Yeah, New Orleans Saints. Oh, how many New Orleans Saints? Yeah, it's like I was listening to a radio I was listening to a radio broadcast and these McNuckleheads were talking about oh like some great Saints names like Deuce McAllister. Yep. Ricky Jackson. Yeah, I think of Joe Horn. I think <sighs> of great names like that. You know, I mean Drew Brees obviously is the easy one. Yeah. You can put in there. Darren Sproles. Um, Marquise Colston. Oh, Long Island mm-hmm. Zone, by the way, believe it or not. Yep. Jimmy Graham when he was in his prime. That trade. Oh my God. It, it wasn't the same for him. It was the stupid system. <laughs> I mean, that's. I think that's fair. You know, they didn't They didn't throw it to him enough. Watch, watch, in, him, be, watch him re-sign with Seattle for some godforsaken reason. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, he stole a good chunk of money from Chicago. Stole ten he million was, bucks. He was an all right. Look, he was an all right threat, but uh, I ain't gonna say that it was money well spent. No. Ooh, the Dome Patrol back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Oh, that linebacking core. I think they're the only one of two starting linebacking cores in NFL history to have four All Pros. Right. Well, you're talking. I would say. Uh, you want a connection to the USFL? Like I'm talking, Sam Mills, right there. Yes. You know, not only not only a Hall of Fame NFL player, but one of the greatest to ever play in that league as well. Is Ricky Jackson in the Hall of Fame, or does he belong in the Hall of Fame? Uh, could be me being tired. Um, I think he's in. I'm pretty sure you are correct. I think Ricky Jackson's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Yeah, I'm say I gotta gotta quickly uh refresh my memory here. Uh yes he is. Oh, there we go. What class? I think it was two thousand five? Uh, no, two thousand two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I remember. Class of twenty ten. That's what I got. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he's a he's a Hall of Famer. That, again, I'd I blame the tiredness, just gotta had to quickly refresh myself on that. Wouldn't say I would know the class off the top of my head. I'm gonna I'll be I'll be fair. Not gonna say I'm that <laughs> that caught up on you. Well, you're one of the better football minds that I know. Right. Well, so, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, uh, I've really been the USFL and like those leagues. They have taken over my psyche. Like I, I follow the NFL during the season and I try my best with the off season, but like, because off season is also spring football. Yeah. Now it's like, now it's like, I'm like getting bits and nuggets, you know? Luckily, I've got I've gotten some of the draft, you know. Been trying to keep up with that best I can since that's right around the corner. Which Jesus Christ didn't even realize until yesterday when I was trying to get home. <laughs> it's like, oh crap, we're uh, oh we're shit, about draft the end of time, April, aren't we? <laughs> right? Oh we're shit, about the end of April, <laughs> which is great. I mean, oh man, free agency. The first wave of free agency was interesting. It was. Uh, Oh boy, a lot of changes. You know, I mean, well deserved changes. Well, a lot of changes. Plenty, plenty more high profile trades this year. So, well, much needed changes for both of our teams. Well, okay, yeah, I, I it was, it was time. Uh, gonna, I mean, gonna be honest, they're gonna, you know, <laughs> look for the Bears. They're, they're looking like right now. They're just trying to get through this year and reset themselves because. Wouldn't call it tanking. I'd call it more Retooling. evaluation. Retooling slash evaluation. I'd say it's evaluation. You How know, they, Ryan they Pace lasted this long is beyond is one of the great mysteries of my lifetime. He did. He's done just enough. Well, New Orleans. You know, he did that, and then 
he had just enough good pickups in Chicago that got him some goodwill. You know, the 2018 season was a pretty damn good year, and it was, you know, they just people felt that they were a few steps away, and truth was that things just never progressed back in that direction. I, I'm curious what your thoughts are on the Kaleo Mack trade because that confused me royally. I'm shocked the Bears didn't get more for him. I mean, have you seen the injuries he's had over the last year? Yeah, years, that's though? the only downfall. If he wasn't injured all the time, I mean, you're arguing like I you're mean, arguing he, you're getting your first round pick at least back well, for him. Well, keep keep in mind, too, if you're looking at the Bears roster last year, you know, Max name, Max name alone brings value. Uh, and so does his so does his past accomplishments as as a course outside linebacker, defensive end. Um, thing is, is that. Again, you know, you look, you look last year. Robert Quinn sets the Bears' single season sack record. He's not the mo- at that point. He's not the most valuable Bears defense. He's not the most valuable Bears pass rusher anymore. Um, he's also getting into his early thirties. Uh, his contract is not favorable for the team's salary cap situation. Um, injury issues. I'll reiterate. You know, he hasn't been able to consistently stay on the field in the last two seasons. So it was just time. You know, I, I, I saw it as a business decision. I understood. I don't, I wish it wasn't that way, but with the Chicago's direction that they are going, they kind of needed to start shedding people to get their cap down. You were going, you you were going, he's going to a great situation in Los Angeles. He's going in a phenomenal situation with LA. Yes. Los, but, Los Angeles is a young is a young team that just needs a few few more steps to yeah. get in the right direction. They miss I mean they missed the playoffs because of a great game against against the Raiders anyway. Yeah, true. You know, sudden essentially said their sudden death in that, but uh I I I don't know. I I did I felt it, I felt that it it sucks. You know, you don't want to see your you don't want to see a star player that no. you know helped at least kind of revitalize your spirits in the team go that way and had such an impact. But I get it, you know. Quinn made his money's worth last year. They want to start drafting young. Yeah. And they want to start getting their young pass rushers involved too. I mm-hmm. mean, uh they also had uh get they also had their other one, Gibson, that's on the outside, a solid solid season for him. So they're probably gonna get him more involved. Um we'll see. It, it's a retool year. They gotta get through part of the trade, oh, tra- part of the uh trade assets from Justin Fields this this draft. So uh yeah. you know. He's got to bounce it out. back. He has oh, yeah. to bounce back at this point. Well, he I mean, he's already talking that he's got the edge. I I like how, I like what he says. You know, he's he's definitely he's curved what he says cuz he really started out he actually irked me the wrong way um last year in the preseason where he came he kind of went in in post game press conferences, I think it was the first game he was put in. He said, "Oh, the game is uh it's slow for me." And I was like, that's not going to. That's age well. ne- that's never the right uh, thing to say. Yeah, yeah, and it, it really it ticked me off. I was like, "That's not going to age well." You're going to get slapped around, and sure enough, he was. You know, credit the bear. I mean, even the bear, like even with the Bears line being horrible, you know, and with Ryan and with Matt Nagy trying to force him to be in the pocket when they don't have a line to do an in the pocket type of system like that, it, it just like was a whole year of like basically eating crow, going, "I have some work to do." Because even with that offense. There are still some things, you know, he's got the explosive potential, but he still has a few things to learn. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be what's crucial this year. You know, it's eval. You want to see what fields can do with another season on his belt. You know, you got, of course, you're, yeah. you got, you got some of your core receivers. He was linking up with back this year too. So yeah, we'll find out. I haven't gotten your thoughts yet on the Russell Wilson trade. Oh, I, I I've been wanting to hear from you. Although I kind of saw some of your <sighs> tweets, so I, I I kind of uh yeah. I I'm not gonna lie and say I didn't see this coming. Um, I thought something had to happen, especially after the last two maybe three years. Um, this was coming. This was absolutely coming. Something was gonna. Something give. was gonna break. Um, it had to be the right package. Whether it was going to be Pete getting fired, which I 
knowing the way that this team operates, him being the vice president of football operations, he was not going anywhere unless he was forced out. Schneider, the same thing. Now, I have a little more leeway for John Schneider than I do with Pete. You know my thoughts on Pete. Yep. Um, I'm very curious to see this season. I'm very fascinated because yeah, I want to see what the draft's like. I'm, I, I got to see what the draft is like. I got to see what wave two of free agency come June 1st is going to be like. They still got some cash space to work with. Not a lot, but they got some. They got close to 15, 20 million in cash space to work with. Yep. And reports came out that I, I reported earlier today. Devontae KZ, the former Falcon safety, former Cowboy safety, he's he's in Seattle right now for a visit. Hmm. He's had 12 okay. interceptions in two or three years. Very yeah. good cover safety. Yeah. Good player, a very good nickel safety. Um, but, which begs me the question. You know the 3-4. The Seahawks are going into a 3-4. Your former defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, is now one of the co- is one of the lead coaches on Seattle's defensive staff. Correct. They're shifting primarily into a 3-4 base defense. They got a couple guys that can thrive on this defense. Daryl Taylor in particular is a natural three, four outside linebacker. That's what's got me confidence going. Well, now go. I bring in a very certain player involved that could may potentially do well given the right situation. A good friend of mine uh, brought on this, this discussion with me. Okay. Do you move Jamal Adams to inside linebacker? <laughs> I see what you're doing. You're, you're thinking like a, like a Deion Buchanan. Type That's of, the first person that came to mind. I thought, okay, Deion Buchanan was not a great safety. He wasn't. He was a natural safety, but a better linebacker throughout his NFL career. You move, and they got some two. They got two good strong safeties outside of Jamal Adams and. Marquise Blair, who was phenomenal at Utah, he's a big 6'3", strong safety. He has the Cam Chancellor-type frame to him, but smaller but smaller build than Cam was. And you got Ryan Neal, who's a natural corner, but a better cover safety. So, I wrote this down, and I said, okay, if Jamal Hams is moved to inside linebacker, put him next to Jordan Brooks. Your starting four is going to be from outside to outside, Daryl Taylor, Jamal Adams, Jordan Brooks, and Cody Barton, who played great in Bobby Wagner's absence. See, I wouldn't put Adams as like your outside edge rushing type, you know? No, that's why I moved him inside. Okay, well, you sorry, you listed, you said your front four. That's why I'm like... Yeah, the starting four result. linebackers, if they were to go, if the 3-4 if the was... Okay. Implemented in that yeah, I, in that situation. Never mind. I see oh, what good. you're doing there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, I I put him in because I was about to say I'd put him inside. Uh you know, he doesn't really have I have not seen him really ever been great for at least for pass catching for anything like that. No. Um, yeah, stone hands is what he's been called there. Uh I don't know. I mean, most of the time he's really good, very much a really good ball attack. Or at least uh, attack to the uh, point of the, at least point of where the ball carrier's at. Um, it's not crazy. Again, Buchanan did a really good job being a hybrid type. You know, he was drafted first round 2014 and was supposed to be a safety, but you know, of course, his size and you know more of his uh, bulk allowed him to play that hybrid position. So, yeah. uh, I mean, Adams could. He could. He he realistically could. Could do it. But there's a button there somewhere. I mean, the only but is like, do you want to do that? You know? Yeah, because Cody Barton's a natural inside linebacker. You look at his tape from Utah, he's a natural inside linebacker. And he's a good one at that. Mm -hmm. But that's the only reason I don't fully, I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not 
not fully sold. I think that it, I think it could work. I think you got packages for it. You know, I mean, look, J- Jamal Adams can, you can use them the way that they were using Eddie Jackson at times. Yeah. You know, just bullet, just have him as someone that can, you know, easily run stuff because he's got the size like Jackson does. Although I think personally, I think Adams has more size than Jackson. You know, I think, I think he's bulked up better, but uh, Eddie's faster. You do that. Mm-hmm. Eddie's a lot faster. He is faster, but I mean, it, the first player that comes to mind is like, okay, a safety that plays like a linebacker type role, but is a natural safety outside of Cam Chancer was Deshaun Goldson. Mm-hmm. If you remember him back with San Francisco, very similar system that they played in San Francisco. Very similar. Comes from the Fangio tree. Does Sean Desai? So, yep. do the. I mean, it, as before he got injured, Jamal, he was playing a lot better in coverage. A lot better, actually. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not going to jump the gun and say, "Oh, put Jamal Adams an inside linebacker. They're a great. They're a great defense." Nah, no, too much overconfidence with me. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think you can see it experiment. At the very least, they I'm I'm very least doing keep what they were doing, you know, design blitz packages with them, move them around, you know. Someone like that, you can move up and have them kind of disguise at the line what you want to do, you know, throw off a QB. They got a sneaky good defensive coaching staff though. They got a sneaky good defensive staff. Mhm. Carl yeah, Scott I mean, yeah, I mean Carl Scott, you know, Desai alone, I thought like I said, I thought he did a solid job last year in Chicago. Yeah. People were high on him. Honestly, he probably could still have the job if it wasn't for a regime change. So Yeah. And of course a format change because the Bears are going to four three again, which that's what traditionally they have been Good. before they went back before they had switched over to three four. Anyway. Good. That's that's good. Like they're I feel like they're a better four three team. Than they are three four. I mean, that's me personally. I mean, I I get the purpose of the four, of the three four. Um, you know, it's you get you out your two linebackers. You it relies a lot on you know the athleticism of the outside guys, and if they can get to the QB if they want, if they're able to get into coverage easier. You know, four three, you are committing more to a standard lineman on those ed or standard lineman esque archetype on those edges. Mm-hmm. You know, one that's not really designed for coverage. But then again, you know, you have three committed, you know, line you have three committed linebackers that you can do what you want with. You don't have to rely on, you know, having someone that can understand and can fully do those things in the flat or in course the shallow, you know, in between the ten yard marks. So I, I'm just I I I'm used to it too as a Bears fan. So like yeah, I mean I, I would be anyway. too. I would be too. I mean, do they have the players that they can pull off the, the four three? I mean, they can. I mean, you can for, force it if you will. So yeah, it's just all it is is just to change it up. They get. I mean, they have. They're fine. Um, I will say for Robert Quinn, um, it fits better. Um, he's actually more of a three of a four three guy. That was one of his things that. After he got after they after the Rams, I think the Rams it was when they were in St. Louis under Jeff Fisher. It was they switched to three four, and it was that I think that affected him as how his production went. So that's when he went to Miami. Um, I swing back to Dallas. So I think he, I think he'll do fine. Obviously, they got young talent that they can pull from, um, and they're in retool. What's so. your favorite move for the that the Bears made? In terms of the free agency period, I mean, they didn't really make many. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, I don't really have anything to say on it because they just kind of they picked up like a few one-year contracts. I mean, they picked up uh, picked up O'Shaughnessy, like the former, like the former Jaguars tight end recently. Oh God! But I mean, that's not really. But the Bears have a ton of tight ends they can use. I'm not really that doesn't really concern me there. Yeah, I mean, I, nothing really kind of. Nothing really kind of sparks my interest. Uh, they didn't really do much, and I think it's they're trying to, like I said, they're, a lot of their cap moves aren't until next year. They can't really do anything this. They can't do too much this season. Yeah, you and I are in the same boat here. Um, yeah, I mean that that's part of the reason why they traded Mac. Mac cleared up a ton of cap space for him next year, 
And again, with the injury issues he had, like it was just inevitable they were going to move on from him. So yeah, uh, get what you can this season. Don't wait until his value even goes farther down. You know, yeah, how much cash space are you going to have next year? Like, got to be in the hundreds. Oh, it's definitely in the hundreds. I think it was like upwards, like one twenty-eight. Same here. I got. I think I, we have one twenty-four. Yeah, hang on. I gotta. I gotta get that tracker because the Bears. I think are. Uh, last I checked, they were number two for twenty twenty-three behind Seattle. I think. Yeah. Let's see. What we got here. Yeah. Uh, this is sport. This is spot. Tra- this is spot rack. So or spot track. So um, yeah, they're usually pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, Chicago's projected as number one overall cap for twenty twenty three, followed by Houston and Seattle, and of course Indianapolis with Chris Bauer as ever sits at number four. Oh cr- <laughs> no! Seriously, I I don't understand the man's spending habits. He he spends like nothing. Quentin Nelson is going to take up like probably like most of it. <laughs> oh, oh, it's fine. Like I look, his philosophy when he came into Indianapolis was he wanted to, he wanted to not pay free agents because he didn't want to. He felt like he that it's homegrown talent. He took the Green Bay method: grow your grow your stuff in house through the draft, through your own through your own yeah. departments, yeah, and then you know pay those players what they are deserved and keep them here. That's fine. Only problem is is that. You have certain positions rotating, quarterback in particular. Credit, oh, they, God. Have, they have that lockdown in the short term again, this time for most likely two years, maybe three, uh, that they can rely on. But they still don't really pay for the elite talents, even though they have the money that they could use if they wanted to. Yeah. And at some point, you're going to have, I'm going to have to keep asking. And I'm, and I know Colts fans are because I live in Indianapolis. You know, I'm a Chicago fan, but I got to follow the Colts by proxy. And that's what everyone asks is, why don't we spend this cash? We're always we have been since Ballard has taken over. For the most part, they have been in the at the very least, the top 10 in cap space at the beginning of priests at the beginning of free agency period almost every season. And they rarely spend money and they're going to be there again from what it looks like. Number four, unless things change. And I don't know what to say to that. So. Of course, you got to pay people, but when you got the chances to take take in some good guys that are on that market, you know, got to take you got to take those shots. They didn't do it again. It's the it's the belly. It's the uh, nature of the beast in Indianapolis, I guess. Who do you think made the best moves? I mean, there weren't a lot of like great moves. I mean, there was the Raiders, but I mean, if you're talking free agency in terms of, like. Like trades and for agency, I thought yeah. Adams was a great move. Chandler Jones, I mean, he's and Chandler Jones was another one. Like they they stocked up, you know. Um, I mean, really, I mean that was my favorite one. I I think that uh, I'm not gonna say. Well, I'll tell you one Colts move they actually did that I'll I'll give them credit for because I, I want to I don't want to leave this episode with people going well they did make this one because they did get Stephon Gilmore. I'll give them that. They did name him recently on a two-year deal. Uh, I want to see what he what he does this year with a little healthier. I know he kind of went into Carolina from that trade. Um, bit of a question mark, so hopefully he's back up on yeah. his feet. Kind of can have like a Xavier Rhodes resurgence here after like a season or two off. Um, I mean, like I guess I like like that. Um, Chandler Jones, I thought, like I said, excellent trade. I thought that was an excellent signing right there. Uh, a lot to be said about the Tariq Kill one, of course, just because, you know, I think that, or at least the, at least the trade for Hill, I was kind of, I, I knew it was going to be coming at some point. It, it was coming, yeah, because Kansas City is in, in crunch in terms of cap, especially with the Mahomes contract about to kick in. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, I mean, I, it was going to happen. You know, I, I, he got his cash. Thing is, can he perform? You know, for two of this year, you know, he's again, he's shown more flashes. I give him credit. Uh, but it's this is another season where it's like, okay, excuses kind of are running out. You got everything. Now just stay healthy and, uh, you know, play it slightly more consistent and we'll see where we go with Miami. Um, in terms of like actual guys that were on the free agent market and just, just to get away from trades a bit, um, JC Jackson going to Los Angeles. 
fan of that move. You know, uh, that, that division is just becoming hectic all over the place with just good talent and weapons. You're going to need someone like that to counter all those quarterbacks. Um, Von Miller, I think I want to say I like it. You know, I, don't. I thought, I mean, I, the money is what makes me kind of go, you know, I know age is just a number for some players. Like I, I understand, but man, six years, 120 million. That was a little Buffalo. much. It, yeah. I mean, look, he had a, he did really well for the Rams. He, he did what he needed. He had production in the playoffs. Um, question is, can he keep that up for at least, at least half that contract? I don't think they're going to make all the way through six. It's going to be hard for them to get to get all the way up there unless yeah. he, is, uh, he has found the fountain of youth or some sort of Tom Brady exercise program. That's a good looking thing. defense when you think about it. Oh yeah, Buffalo. I mean, it's Buffalo. I mean, it's Buffalo because they got to be the favorites in the AFC, right? For next year, I would assume so. Well, if I'm talking the AFC. Because Buffalo I mean, and KC are definitely neck and neck. I still, I mean, yeah, I would have to go. I'd have to go with Buffalo, probably. Um, I mean, Kansas City did. I mean, that's the thing. Kansas City did lose a did lose Hill there. Uh, they didn't. You know, Matthew's not coming back. Yeah, he's on the free agent market. He's going to probably get picked up here pretty soon. I saw that. I actually, just saw that he's uh, looking at. He's doing an interview with the Eagles, I believe, this week. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think Buffalo, you can make an argument, you know, they, they definitely are, they definitely come off as the tops in the AFC and they were close, you know, again, they all, all it took was one, was one stupid flip of a coin overtime we, rule. Well, all it took was one flip of a coin. We might be talking a different story and maybe a different Super Bowl outcome too. Yes. Now I will say overall, if you're talking for free agency, somehow, some way Los Angeles, like Les Snead, I think found like the formula or something just like. What do we need first round picks for? We'll just we'll just look for good solid. Like again, they they snagged up Allen Robinson, who Bears fans dogged last year for his performances. And you know what? I'll I'll give it, I'll give him credit. Yeah, he wanted elite receiver money, and they didn't pay him. And then finally had an off year, so of course they weren't going to pay him. But I think the man deserved the cash in the first oh my place. Gosh, he did. So he's going to get. I mean. You know, three years, 46 mil ain't too bad for a receiver. And for someone to go in that roster, and you got Cooper Cup there. The Robert the Woods least. trade, though, I mean, I I, I think that's going to be a bigger loss than what people think. Well, maybe, but that's what Robinson's kind of supplementing, though. Like, he's taking the Woods role. If you have a better you have a better route runner in Woods than you do Robinson, Robinson's got size. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not wrong I in that, though, right? I mean... I mean, I thought he was a decent route runner for Chicago. I didn't have a problem with that. I just think that sometimes he people the, the people dogged him for the leech stuff. Like uh, when it came to hands, like every now and then, like he wouldn't come down with like a tough catch, or you know, it would be a jump ball and he wouldn't always get it, type of thing. But the guy was the guy ran Chris runs Chris Browns. And he does, of course, the stuff like like Robert Woods. He can run the jet sweeps. He can do all the the short and gritty work. You know, it's fine. He's got he just give him production. He can do it. My my thing is is uh, you know, the only the only thing I'm waiting on for them, and I don't I don't know if they will now. I mean, Odell's just chilling there on the market. I know he wants to go back to LA on a reduced contract, but like the Rams, I think overall, you know, they're still to me my favorites to go back to the Super Bowl again, at least in the NFC. Um, will they win this time? I don't know. I got Buffalo for that right now. It all depends, right? It all depends on the draft because we still got the draft to, to worry about. Oh, sure. I mean, they also got Bobby Wagner, by the way. I know that uh, 32, I understand. That was but, coming. Uh, that I knew was coming. I, I thought people want to look at always oh, a six times consecutive all pro. People want to look at the all-pro stuff. I see his greatest strength was his speed and his coverage skills diminished, like, quick. The second he signed his second contract, which was like $18.5 million per year for three years, 
Yep. His coverage skills and speed diminished. Like, rapidly. And you can't ignore that. And that's like the big. That was the biggest part of his game. Oh, sure. Like, sure, yeah, he's a six-time All-Pro. Hall of Famer for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I say that respectfully to Rams fans. Like, what Bobby Wagner are you going to get? Realistically. I don't know. You might get one that's rejuvenated and that uh, is on a very talented roster. Unbelievable. Change up. Because that, that's kind of the only thing you can think. I mean, that's what I mean, that's what Von Miller got when he left Denver. Same deal. You know, 32, traded over. Basically said, I'm going to go run for another ring. Yeah. That's kind of what I look at. I mean, it's a, that's the, like, that's the NFL's equivalent of the super team right now is what LA built. Bring back Jeff Fisher, please. No, he's on the Panthers, man. I'm, I want him in the USFL. I don't blame you. I do too. He's <laughs> a want- sneaky good coach you've given the right, like, I don't know how he was a great coach with the Titans. Well, his philosophy back then worked, I know. Well, that, I mean, right timing with Steve McNair coming in and Eddie George. You know, they had, they had good, I mean, he had great rosters for, you know, at least a 10, at least upwards of 10 year period. You know, I mean, all the way up until the mid 2000s, he was, you know, he was doing well with Tennessee. Can I say you know, it's even, a crime? With, even, with, even with Vince McMahon, even with uh, Chris, not Chris Collins, um, Chris Johnson. Well, Chris Johnson, yes, I'm. That's I'm talking. I'm call, I'm talking different quarterback. Oh, you know? I know who you're talking about Kerry Collins. Yes, even Kerry Collins. You know, they went thirteen and three that year with just him, and of course Chris Johnson. But nonetheless, you know, they guy had a solid run. Thing is, just that when he transitioned and went to, of course, went to St. Louis and did Los Angeles. Did uh, things that were working back then. The NFL changed and it didn't progress. So here we are. You know, credit. He's saying he's going back to the US of L because he want he's he's saying, you know, he's had time off. He wanted to get back in the space and you know it's a little bit of a different challenge and journey. True. And I feel like that's gonna happen with Pete. You think he's gonna go to a spring league? No, I think Pete's gonna be stubborn and not and not adjust to today's NFL schemes. Well, I mean, you kind of have you don't have your world beating quarterback anymore that can do any, everything. And why do I feel like that this team's either going to go really is guy are going to have eleven wins or four? Depends who are they drafting in their first round pick. Oh boy, because I'm seeing a mix right now between uh, Malik Willis. No, 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 right. no, no. Malik Willis for you, okay? No, 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 no. I I like his tape. I'm not saying I don't like his tape. I'm just saying, all right, the quarterback, if you're going to draft a quarterback, the QB class next year is going to be astronomically better. Oh, it will. If you want to draft the quarterback, wait till next year. That's all I'm saying. But, uh, but those intangibles, though. Ooh, he's, a, he's a hybrid Russell. He's another Russell Wilson. What's the problem with that? Nothing. Okay. Over the last couple months, I've honestly say good fucking rates. I'm grateful for the 10 years. I'm grateful. Don't get me wrong. But you say, oh, I want to win Super Bowls. Oh, I want to win Super Bowls. Then explain this to me. Why the hell didn't you just strip your salary down by 10 million bucks? Give us some more cash space instead of taking $35 million of it for your own ass. The grand question. The that, grand question. Well, that many take. And, you know, it. <laughs> I will I will only say this to be a counterpoint. It is a it is a person's livelihood. They want that is that was that is what comes first for them. It's a job. So there is that. But they are making millions. I get it. You know, you've seen other teams. Tom Brady has been notorious for taking salary cuts. That's my point. Exactly. That's my point. How many quarterbacks can you name that have won 
multiple that have won multiple super, one or more Super Bowls with a twenty-seven million or more cap hit. Recently, very little, very little, if yeah. at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna have to go. I'd have to go through the list, but you probably make a point. I mean, credit. Let's also realize that salaries for quarterbacks have skyrocketed in just a ten-year period. Oh my God, that's um, why the Packers are gonna regret Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Green Bay's gonna regret. Yeah, but they're but they're desperate. They they knew they knew they messed up when they drafted Jordan. No they shit. You know, and I'm saying same deal. They knew they messed up. Everyone knew they messed up that night. And that's what they had to do to pivot is to appease him. You have to give him a record deal. You have to show him that we are building something and that, uh, you know, you got to sweeten the pot a little. You got to make sure the guy gets calmed down. Now, you got to satisfy the diva. You do. And then you also realize that the guy really was that it feels like it was more of a money move just because uh, your best receiver hops and skips town. Yeah. Well, I'm going to skip over Vegas. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, I didn't. Even, I almost for, I actually forgot that uh, <laughs> him and uh, Derek Carr were teammates back at Fresno. I State, forgot that so. too. I did. I completely forgot about that. So I don't know. I mean, Derek Carr's been needing another guy. Renfro did a great job last year, being slowly becoming that number one target for them. But uh, they haven't had no more receiver since Amari Cooper got traded. Well, yeah. I mean, that's you can blame blame Gruden for that. That's that's his that's part of his legacy trading away stars, not paying not not getting them to get signed on, and of course, uh, said email issues. But that's more that was even before his time there. Yeah. Still, rough stuff. I, I, but, I I'm looking at the quarterback market. I mean, you mentioned how the quarterback mar- salaries have skyrocketed. Um. When are teams going to realize that, hey, maybe we don't have to win with a $50 million per year quarterback? I understand well, is- the salary cap is going to go up. I understand that. Thank you, Amazon. Completely get it. But Well, th- sounds like also thank you, Apple TV, because they're going to – it sounds. It also sounds like that deal for the new Sunday ticket deal is going to be done soon. Yeah. So that's money coming in. Yeah, it's a lot of money coming in, but I mean, I'm looking at the inevitable Kyler Murray contract. What's that going to be? I mean, it can't be record breaking because he hasn't done much to get the record breaking deal. Like his his intangibles are great. He's obviously in his prime. He's going to probably keep hitting his stride. Thing is, is he thing is you got you can knock him for a. He hasn't been. He hasn't really. He still has health issues every now and then during the last few two years, and then in terms of accomplishments, you know, laid an egg last season in the wild card, and year prior, they basically fumbled fumbled to the line and let Chicago go into the playoffs. Oh. which I still was amazed that Chicago even somehow was by all all hocus pocus stumbled their way to a game against the Saints. So. I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be. Re- You're not going to get record-breaking guaranteed money like a Deshaun Watson. No. Which even Watson, I was like, wow, that's a that's a hefty a price that, for for a guy that has all the wrong PR. They sure gave him that money pretty easily. So, and that's a whole conversation. But no, you. I don't even think you're going to get a guaranteed Aaron Rodgers one. I think you're going to get something a step below. Yeah. But yeah, okay. He sure he deserves that extension. That's fine, but this is the market. Win. I mean, we have three receivers right now, tops in the league, that are all uh, sitting out the early going of uh, preseason workouts. And Metcalf they is want next. new deals. He, I mean, he, I wouldn't. He might. He might be. What are your thoughts on that? Because because the Jets were, I was getting screamed at by Jets Twitter, saying that oh DK Metcalf would be the best addition to the Jets. Me and then. They're like an indecisive girlfriend, hopping from one hopping from one man to another. First, DK Metcalf, then Curtis, then D- Debo Samuel. Now it's AJ Brown. It's like shit. Right, right. Here's my argument. 
if the Seahawks were seriously considering about rebuilding, this trade would have happened already. This trade absolutely would have happened already. Like might have. It might have. But but I mean you can be one drafted quarterback away from getting right back on that high horse. Jesus, you are sold on Malik Willis, are you? I like the intangibles. I'm just saying he's gonna be there. You know, I'm not saying this is the best QB class, but you know, they got I mean, any mock draft I look at anymore, Kenny Pickett can go from being one of the top ten to thirty second on the first round right now. Yeah. I mean they got I mean Matt Matt Coral, for crying out loud, who, you know, had massive massive injury during his pro during his bowl game is even being put ahead in some regards to Willis and Pickett. Crazy. But that's just where we're at. It's the desperation of a quarterback. Quarterbacks drive these teams, man. They're the most important position in the NFL, in all football. I don't blame you. I don't blame you for that. But but something just tells me it's like, okay, what are t- well, when well, are well, teams? Let well, do you so you would so let me be honest. Do you want a year where just Drew Locke kind of does his thing? I want to see what he year? does. That's the thing. I, I'm I'm annoyed because it's like, okay, you clearly saw something in this guy. That you wanted to include him in the trade. You brought back Geno Smith for one more year. You got this third guy in Jacob Eason, who's a local kid, played at Washington, good good arm, good wheels, relatively decent quarterback at, at Washington. Yep. You got three quarterbacks that you could work with, realistically speaking. Maybe a fourth if you decide to pull the trigger on Mayfield. Well, do you, I mean, who's going to do that? No, 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 no. I would not. I mean, he's not going to be, he's not going to be in Cleveland. They're, they, they, they're more likely to cut him with how that situation has gone. You can't do that. You You can't, can't, you can't enter camps with him sitting there. You just can't. At the very least he gets cut. And that would be just to bite the bullet. Yep. You made a mistake by making a, a Terrible PR decision. Granted, a desperation three-pointer at Deshaun Watson. You made a terrible... Mis- you, first of all, okay. I have, I have said that the Browns should have taken him number one overall in 2017. He was that. He was a better prospect in my eyes than Miles Garrett. They should have done it. Mm-hmm. But then again, Miles Garrett was the sexier prospect because... Who doesn't want a, an all an all pro defensive pass rusher over a before the legal issues? We were talking about Deshaun Watson as a top three quarterback in the entire league. We were talking about that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, granted, the Browns clearly pulled a desperation Nick Castellanos drive to deep left field. In the most awkward of time, and to go after a Deshaun Watson for th- for five draft picks, three of them including first rounders, something I would have not have done. But at this point, if you're Cleveland, do you, did you really have a choice? You could, and that's just to have not done anything. Yeah, exactly. You could have just said, "Screw this. We made a mistake with Mayfield. Let's Although- let's get one more shot." Although Mayfield did request a trade before this ever went down. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's the other thing is, well, I guess, I mean, yeah, you could have done nothing even with that, but I I don't know. Um, I think, I mean, he's going to be gone now. He's going to be gone anyway. Back when, he, back when he requested the trade, it probably wasn't, it probably was less likely, and I think they would have just wrote it out maybe done something mid-season, you know, because I don't think it was going to get something like this isn't like a in NBA terms. This isn't, this isn't like a James Harden holding out type of thing, Ugh. you know, because like with Case Keenum, they could have operated just fine. Yeah, they could have done a lot better. They could have done just fine with Case. Yeah, because mm-hmm. him and Kevin Stefanski obviously have a relationship. There's no problems with that. They know the system, so they could have sought it on. Yeah, uh, 
you know, now, like I said, Deshaun, it is what it is. I again, I, I'm more of amazed that Deshaun got that cat got the guaranteed record money that he did. I know he's in his prime. Um, he's going to be shaking off rust. There's obviously still some lingering esque legal issues in another county in Texas. I don't remember the whole detail, so I'm not going to say that this is all correct. But I know that that still is in the in the spotlight. Obviously, you're going to have plenty of PR to discuss, and I think they just want to capitalize on the youthful roster they have. That's a I run that's first it. team. Yeah, that was a it run is, first team. I, yeah, it is. But I think they they've seen. You know, they watched Odell complain, leave, and go and do some great things with Matthew Stafford. They have Jarvis Landry, who is now officially free agent and. Well, I understand doesn't want to come back unless they convince him to come back. So you watch that talent walk out the door and you're going to probably need to restock a little bit in your receiving core. Yeah. But at least you got Deshaun Watson who can lob it up. And I, I think it's just an organization that saw the opportunities kind of wilt away and a quarterback that still is, that was a little too hot, too cold at the wrong moment. Like, Mayfield very much is not a consistent QB. He does he does what he's needed. He has the flashy plays every now and then. But he's not everyone wants the dude that can throw for 350 yards and three touchdowns every game. Generally Watson gets you that. One way or another. He can yeah. carry a team on his own. Yeah. Showed that in Houston, honestly. So which begs the question, why should Seattle trade for Baker Mayfield? Better than Drew Locke, I'll give you that. Is he though? Is what yeah. I'm saying. I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah. If if you're really okay, what would it cost to get him if he were inevitably traded or released? Well, let's go Brown- let's go traded. Well, if it's traded, the Browns are in in it are in an unlikely are in a position that is not in their favor. They they don't they are. Teams know that the that Mayfield does not that they don't need to give away assets for someone that actively wants to leave a team. So several can sit there, let them let them possibly get cut, and then pick them up if they want. Um, I don't know. I think you might you might get like a like a third rounder or something for him. Um, I think that's reasonable. Maybe you do like a, maybe you do like a multi pick. You do like a. Give him like a third and a fifth in exchange for like maybe like a sixth or seventh back and someone, but it's not you're not going to do anything blockbuster. It's it's going to be it's going to be like at very minimum you're going to get a third rounder sent over to Cleveland and they'll just use it at some point whether it's this year's draft or next. Yeah, um, I think we got to wait and see. Uh, part of me says, all right, let's see what you got in Drew Lock first. Wait for the trade deadline to approach in late October. If Baker somehow, someway still on the Browns by the trade deadline, you pull the trigger. You pull the trigger. Because, I mean, I'm not confident in Drew Locke. I have, I have, part of me is like, okay, see what you got in him. If he can be the efficient quarterback that he was deemed supposed to be, because literally, this is a run-first team. They got four running backs that that can rush for five hundred yards or more. Two of them could definitely rush for a thousand plus. They got yep. the system to pull that off. They got two elite receivers in Lockett and Metcalf. You got the system. You got the offenses. You got a lot of tight ends that can give you. You know, no offense to Will Disley in particular, can give you six or seven touchdowns. Colby Parkinson's a, four, a third guy that can, that's a six eight mammoth of a man. You get a half decent line. Yep. Uh, I mean, assuming they bring back Dwayne Brown and a draft to tackle, an offensive tackle with number nine, then I'm going to go with Charles Cross. I mean, or Evan Neal, one of those two, or Penning, uh, the kid out of Northern Iowa. Um. Then your offensive line is Dwayne Brown, Damian Lewis, Austin Blythe, Gabe Jackson, and whoever they take at nine. 
That's a half-decent line. I mean, realistically, I mean, I don't... I don't. I don't think Gino's going to be the guy. I God hope not. Because I'm going to say, if they really saw three games of Geno Smith and said, "Yes, let's trade our Hall of Fame quarterback for Geno Smith," I'd be. Yeah, I, I throw a fit. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want Smith either. Um, that's why. I mean, like, I don't. Know, I've I've not seen really enough from Drew Locke that makes me say he's better than Baker Mayfield. So. I mean, more injury prone, even then that's saying something with Baker Mayfield being honest with you. Um, and I think Baker's got a better arm. He would fit he the has- locker room, though. He would fit the Seahawks locker for what they want to do. They want to go back to where they were, which is, you know, a bunch of dogs. Right. And well, he's even, a dog. Even, even when Seattle, even when Seattle won, won, won a Super Bowl back in 2012, I mean, Wilson did what he needed to. It wasn't over. It wasn't hero ball. You know, they had, they could lean on Marshawn Lynch. They just needed to operate a good enough offense and they had the Legion of boom. So, yeah. you know, thing is you got to get that deep. I think really for Seattle, you got to get the defense rebuilt. Which I can. And then take, and then get those weapons and just kind of run, honestly run Cleveland's offense, you know, make sure Mayfield doesn't have to play hero ball. Make sure he just does what's needed. When yeah. asked to do it, which the, you know, I, that's why I'm yeah. saying like, I, I would not, if you can get them for a good price. Sure. But again, like I know, like, I, I don't know. Malik Willis to me, it just makes sense. You even save cash. You know, you don't yeah. have to give away picks for that unless you feel like you have to trade up, but I don't even think you got to trade up. For I don't think so either, but yeah, part of nice. me says, all right, yeah, let's see what you got in this. Let, let, part of me is like, okay. Malik Willis, Drew Locke, or Baker Mayfield, who are you taking? Who are you taking? Realistically, who are you going to take? Like, so you're saying Locke, Willis, and Mayfield? Locke, Willis, or Mayfield. Who, who would you start? Because they got a relatively easy schedule. Seattle does, assuming, you know, they, they, I mean, they play the NFC South. They play the AFC West. That's the only tough part is the West is the AFC West. I mean, if you want an NFL starter right away, you go with Mayfield. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone does question with Willis the body of work. I mean, he went to Liberty, which credit Liberty is an up, up and coming program, but that doesn't mean that they're playing the same talent. Um, he's got the intangibles, but they are more raw. Uh, that's my issue time for that. Yeah. Will he adjust? Like that's that's the thing with drafting. You know, you always you know. Drafting is not an exact science. No. Um, Mayfield, you know what you're going to get with him. Thing is, can you keep him healthy? And can he avoid... Can you keep him happy, too? Well, I mean, happy is more just... He's, I think happy is more just the fact that he's not taking, taking any more criticism from the Cleveland crowd. That's all it is there. Yeah. That's just on him. Like that, That's exactly why he did that. People kept ragging on him. He didn't handle... Could, it, was too hot in the, it was too hot in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't. I would think Seattle is going to be just as crude, critical on him, though. So, that's your problem. But, oh, they're gonna be ruthless. Seahawks fans are gonna be fucking ruthless. I mean, other, otherwise, you can take another year and you can go with Drew Lock. But to me, that's just wasting a year, another year for Tyler Lock and Drew and DJ and DK Metcalf. Uh, even Chris Carson, if he can stay healthy. <laughs> so yeah. Just saying, I, I would not. If you want to try to get back to relevance, you know, trade or take a gamble. I think. Jesus. Otherwise, blow it up. <laughs> you can do that too. Yeah. Because it's definitely feeling like they are on. They're very much on that verge. Like this might be the year they say, "All right, we realize where we're at. We need to blow it up." I I don't blame you at all. Um. Oh boy. I couldn't say I didn't see this coming. I did. And I did want this to happen, unfortunately. <laughs> Me and my big fucking mouth. It, it it happens to every team, though. Like, you can't always be 
consistent. I know that there's only very few that seldomly get to continue what they're doing. I mean, Pittsburgh kind of does every year. Green Bay, to an extent, does every year. The Patriots. Um, I'll even admit the Patriots, like last year, you know, getting that wild card spot. You know, they got blown up by the Bills, but that doesn't mean that it was, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that was a failure. They got in. So. I can now officially say I can now fully get my Seahawks tattoo without feeling complete and total shame and douchebaggery. I mean, they got the Islanders on one bicep. I'm getting the Seahawks the other bicep. Yep. So I can actually pull it off and be like, hey, guys, I'm not a complete total dickweed because of this. <laughs> there you go. It helps. Oh, Zach, get some sleep, please. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. Trust me, I'm, I'm fine. Please do. I'll get my sleep. I'll get my sleep. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us for episode 139 of Time to BS. Oh, man. Thanks to Be- Bellies Up Sports. Great Island Gallery podcast, Zach Common. Thank you so much for joining us, my, my man. No problem. Anytime. Uh, this is Daniel Smooth signing off, and we'll see you guys around. <laughs>